Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Riddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, November 24th, coming at you a day early. It is the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, if you are traveling, if you've already traveled, hope you guys are safe. Hope you're enjoying it with your family. If you're traveling tomorrow, um, travel, be safe and enjoy this. It's, um, I don't know about you. I've already gotten to watch some, some basketball. It kind of felt like a uh, Saturday already today. There were a lot of sports on. It was nice. Um, like all day the, uh, too. I think they started all day. I loved it. I uh, watched the Auburn UConn game. Uh, I watched all the way through. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Julie. Love love you. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> uh, Auburn UConn and then Wisconsin and St. Mary's uh, are the games that I watched all the way through today. So it's it's been a already like weekends off to hot start. So I love it. It's been a been a good time. Um, going to be a lot of good football tomorrow. Eat, eat. here's my routine. Um, eat, fall asleep during the uh, Lions game. And wake back up for the evening cap of football. That, that's that's my Thanksgiving routine. I'm sure a lot of people have similar ones. Um, it's also Vandy week. Uh, we'll be back in town Saturday for the game to uh, cap off the, the 2021 season. And I also want to let you guys know that Tennessee won a retro bowl tonight. You're welcome. Dude, y'all were tweeting about that in the group text today, and I was like, y'all are going to get me hooked. Like, I'm going to have to download it. <laughs> The the problem it, it's not Andy. playing playing you can play so easy it's it's mate creating all the teams takes time and that's that, that's what really gets you mm. so that, that that's where I lost it but uh, we are going to talk about senior day Vanderbilt coming to town and not great Vanderbilt team another another opportunity for Tennessee just to take care of business and then they've done it to this point and uh, I'm I'm excited to see kind of you get I know it's, I know it's Vanderbilt but you get another SEC opponent that you get to take it to um, so. Excited to see how how Tennessee kind of kind of capitalizes capitalizes on some momentum before bowl season. They are already bowl eligible, but this could get you into a better bowl um, if you play really really good. Maybe even sneak you into an even better bowl because Tennessee already is. You know, people want Tennessee because of the fans. Now let's make them want you because of the football. Yeah, I think this could be a statement game for Tennessee, and you know, I, I know like Vanderbilt's always up for this game, but Tennessee was up again. Up for the game against South Alabama. I don't think there there should be an issue with them getting up for this Vanderbilt game with it being senior day. Um with with being a lot at stake too. Um, mm -hmm. you know, with a bowl game, you, you could really play yourself into a Florida bowl if things kind of work out the way that you know, if Louisville maybe beats Kentucky or you know, Tennessee goes out and beats Vanderbilt by 70. I mean, a Florida Bowl is gonna want Tennessee. There, I think the Music City Bowl is probably already 
doing their bidding for Tennessee. Um, and, and so if we don't end up in Florida, you end up in Nashville. So kind of a bittersweet moment. You know, you, you want to get to Florida, but if not, then you, you'll have that Nissan Stadium packed with Tennessee fans be fun to, fun to against a terrible Big Ten team. Yeah, and I know we'll talk about it when, when the Bulls are decided or maybe even next week after uh, the season's concluded, kind of where we want to be. But I, I think Nashville's a great bowl for Tennessee to be in, especially right now when you're when you're trying to recruit. Speaking of that, we will talk some recruiting. We're actually going to bring on a, a special guest, um, reoccurring. Uh, he is – I mean, this is going to have to become the Eric Kane show with, with Caleb and Landon. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We, we love having Eric Kane on, and we appreciate his time. He's going to get on here, talk some Tennessee football and recruiting with us. We'll do our college football picks. Um, I've got some good locks. Going to have to get them in before tomorrow, though. Uh, that's when uh, some games, some of those games are, are kicking off. And uh, if, if you got questions, drop them in the chat. We'd love to talk with you guys. Again, hope everybody's having a good night. Hope you're having a good long weekend. Hopefully you're off work. Um, if you're working retail, I'm so, so sorry. I do not Black Friday shop. I disavow Black Friday shopping. I know Landon cannot do the exact same. His wife capitalizes on the Black Friday deals. Um, but I disavow it entirely. So, like, as the years have gone on, it's been more and more online. And I don't think, like, right. most of the stuff hasn't even been, like, most of stuff isn't even open tomorrow tomorrow oh no it all it, it has all like it, it's legitimately back to black friday pretty much right. like it is a black friday thing now yeah. rather than a black thursday so yeah. uh yeah that that is good now, i've been watching the news a lot because i've been sitting with my grandmother um turns man. out yeah, and that too um <laughs> i'm actually i've dude i've watched five, i've watched like 14 straight jeopardy episodes so i'm gonna i'm gonna be good at jeopardy by this um but apparently the deals aren't as good this year so there you go mm. That, that supply chain, man. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I, I got a TV today. Um, and it's weird. I got a 55-inch. You know, I'm not trying to brag or anything. But I wanted a 50-inch. Sounds like you're compensating for something. I want, Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a 50-inch, but a 50-inch TV is $100 more expensive than a 55-inch. They, they do say it, sometimes it's too big. Maybe that is true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks good. We'll see. I'll have to get your opinion. You'll have to come over, watch a game, and uh, love to do that. Maybe crack a, open a cold one, Dr. Pepper. That is, you know. Okay, I'm in. I'm in for cold. I'm in for cold Dr. Peppers always. <laughs> so always. Um, and then we got some some segments, of course. Like I said, drop those questions. We'll get going. Let, let's go ahead and jump into the Vanderbilt game. We we talked about it. This is a chance for Tennessee. To, to capitalize on some momentum, to go in and, and just take care of business. This is a team that you're better than. Um, I, I don't really know. I mean, the, Vanderbilt is just not good. Um, Clark Lee has not had a lot of success this year. Credit to them. I think they have gotten better after, since losing to ETSU week one, but they're just – they're not good. They haven't come a very long way since then. Tennessee's 31-point favorites. Vanderbilt's 0-7 in league play. I think I, I do think they are playing better football, but it's nowhere near the level that Tennessee is playing at right now. Yeah, they looked a lot better against Ole Miss last week, um, and I guess that's just Tennessee's luck. You, you get to face the the <laughs> best Vanderbilt team that's been all year. Um, I don't know if it's the good. Vanderbilt team. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't it's know. it's still not good. I mean, you, you mentioned ETSU. That game wasn't even close. It was twenty three to three. Um, and I think ETSU had a touchdown called back in that game, so it, it wasn't close. They've won two games against Colorado State and UConn by combined five points. Um, I have all the stuff listed that they're last in the SEC as. So 
I'll just go ahead and list all? that. Is it, is it not all? <laughs> just I, it pretty much, but th- this is um, if it's not if they're not last, they're like third or second to last, and pretty much everything. So they're last in total offense, offensive passing points per game, total defense, passing defense, uh, scoring defense, sacks. They only have nine. I think the the next lowest team in the SEC is South Carolina. I think they have twenty two. So. Yikes. Um, Last in fumbles and last in return yards. So a whole bunch of stuff that Vanderbilt is just terrible. They're just terrible. They're bad. Are they first in punt yards? Or are they not even first in that? No, I don't think they're first in – punt average, hell no. Um, Maybe yards total, maybe. I didn't look that up. That's what I was hoping. You you got it. I don't know if that's a real stat, but you got to win something. So maybe Clark Lee can dig <laughs> that one out of the archives. You, you want to win something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything you alluded to tells you all you need. Yeah, I mean, but everything you just you read aloud tells you everything you know need to know about this Vanderbilt team. Um, I mean, their leading rusher has 413 yards on the year. I, I, so I mean, we. Oh, I, it's just has more than that, doesn't he? <laughs> I I'm really not sure, um, but I mean, it's just. Kenny Kenny Sills is it Kenny? Is that his name? Ken sounds right to me. Ken Sills. He's Kenny. Kenny Schooler. We'll go with Kenny. Um, that sounds more Nashville to me too. So <laughs> I mean, like he's just not a good quarterback. I, I get that. There's no other way to to describe it. Um, and then and then you look at this Vanderbilt team who's given up and it's an absurd amount of points for every team they played. You mentioned the 23 to ETSU. They gave up 41 to Stanford, 62 to Georgia. That was Georgia's like first offensive explosion of the season, 42 to Florida. Um, I mean, 45 to Mississippi state, 37 to Missouri, like 34 to Kentucky, like that right there, the credit to holding Ole Miss to 31. But I mean, they're just like, if you look at where they're at across the board and, and the things Tennessee can take it, like they're just not a good football team. There's no other way to slice it. Like, just like, just go do what you did to South Alabama. Um, from everything, how how it played out at South Alabama, it doesn't seem that Josh Heupel takes you know pulls punches against the the teams that aren't quite as good as his team, which is good. Um, there were jokes flying on Twitter that this game would have been seventeen to ten at halftime, and the last two coaching staffs were out there, and that, I believe that to be true because they they did pull punches. Um, but. Josh Heupel doesn't seem to do that. So when we're talking about like this team, can Vanderbilt sneak up on you? I just don't see it happening. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see how Tennessee even comes. Like I don't see how this is ever a close game. Vegas knows it's a thirty-one point spread, larger than South Alabama's. I mean, this won't. I don't think this will be a pl- close ball game after the first play. Larger than South Alabama's with a backup quarterback, also. Yes. <laughs> I am surprised that didn't line didn't move when it was official because it wasn't official all week. It might have. I, I don't. I that's don't know a good if it point. Moved or not or not. I don't think it ever got above twenty eight. I don't think it did. That's. I mean that that should tell you. I mean Ken Seals. Yeah, he's their starting quarter. But I th- I don't think he started the last couple games. It's been Mike Wright. Um. So the only way I think that Vanderbilt has any success in this game is a running quarterback. That's been Tennessee's Achilles heel all year. Um, but I, I don't think they're good enough to make that successful. Like, I don't no, think their I, offensive line is good enough to block long enough where they can um, get a guy out of the pocket. I don't think 
you know, I, I just think Tennessee is better in every aspect of the football game. Well, and, and you did bring up a good point, and I'll say this for any team. It's not really just Vanderbilt. If they can advance, if they can capitalize on, unfortunately, the third and fourth downs that, that Tennessee gets them into, if they can make plays from that, they may keep themselves in the ballgame for longer than, you know, a quarter or two. Because um, Tennessee, like you said, talking about quarterbacks that are able, whether whether they're scrambling to run or, you know, moving out of the pocket to throw downfield, uh, they have been successful against Tennessee's defense. So when you look at it from that, you know, if, if Vanderbilt's able to capitalize on those, then they may be able to find themselves in this ballgame at, at points. They might be um, able like, to cover 31. Fair. <laughs> yeah. That, if you, yeah. In the ballgame, if you will. Um, and, and Tennessee does. When, when you're talking about what Tennessee's got to get better at, they do have to find a way to get themselves off the field. And the thing that I think sucks for this defense, and it's why I'm not – I was way higher on Tim Banks at the beginning of the year. Um, not saying I, I, I think he's bad right now or anything. Um, but Tennessee does have to find – like they shoot themselves in the foot. They, they get themselves into these third down, fourth down situations if you're South Alabama. South Alabama converted more fourth downs than they did third downs. So yeah. you get yourself you, – you do a great job first, second, and third down. And and you just can't get off the field. You can't make the final play. Tennessee's defense has got to find a way to get off the field. And there's got to – like who's going to be the guy to make the play? You talked about running quarterback. Who's going to be the – is it, you know, is Byron Young going to be – he can't do it all night, but is he going to be consistent enough to get to the quarterback on fourth down, on third down? Um, is a linebacker going to make a play before he can get into the secondary? Like there's got to be someone that wants to get off the field. Because yeah, can a linebacker make a quarterback regret – Tucking it and running it. I would, love, I, I would say I would say um, Trotter for South Alabama. He regretted some of those with Jeremy Banks coming in. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, you do. I mean, credit credit to him. I mean, credit to we talked about with Kenny Pickett. Um, Stetson Bennett had a play where I was like, all right, he may not run again, and they they just stayed with it. And it's tough to beat guys that just stay with it. So credit to them for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just gotta find a way to get off. I mean, that's. It really sucks, too, because I think Tennessee's defense has improved immensely on first and second down throughout the season. But your third and fourth downs have just really let you down so far. Yeah. Yeah, got to find a way. Um, a lot of seniors that have been with this program for a long time, I kind of mentioned some of those. I might have missed one, but I've, I'm sure I've missed some. But, like, the ones that are, you know, kind of key players for this team. Matthew Butler, Bayless Jones, Alante uh, Taylor, Caleb Tremblay, Cade Mays. Um, Jaquan Blakely, Theo Jackson, Javante Payton, uh, Grant Ferking is another guy. So um, I know Alante Taylor could come back, but, you know, from the sound of Tim Banks and, and Josh Heupel today, it sounds like he's – and him getting that invite to the yeah. the Senior Bowl, he, he's probably um, gone. Can't blame him for that. Hey, you've been here a long time. You, you outlasted Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a um, that that's definitely saying something. I right, credit credit to a lot of these. I think um, this scene, like I when I was like I I would be I was gonna be out of town Thursday, Friday, and potentially Saturday, and I was like I really would like to get back to the game. I want to see these dude, this these seniors what they did this off season. Obviously, the coaching staff has a ton to do with that, and credit to them what they've been able to come in and change the culture. But for those seniors to buy in, um, not not just to buy in you know, to be a part of the program, but to buy in and be leaders. Like, um, and, and a lot of that's just, you got to be on the same page as the coaching staff. But a lot of these guys, Matthew Butler, Alante Taylor, Bayless Jones Jr., like they, and that's just a, a few off the top of my head, 
they not only bought in to be a part of the program, they bought in to lead the program. And, and um, it, with Tennessee season this year, they were, they were all key components in that. If Tennessee finds success in the next few years, they'll be, they'll be credited with being the catalyst for that too. Yeah. I think they should get a ton of credit for, for buying in. Um, you know, that, that seems to be what changed people's thoughts on this team so quickly. Um and I, and I think it kind of steamrolled like it, it a guy like Kenan Hooker that was new, it, it helped him um tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know, having guys like a Valus Jones, like a Cedric Tillman, um, you know, some of those guys that have been in this program for a long time, it it really helped them um increase their play or increase their production. So yeah, they they should be remembered for um, you know, sticking it out. You know, when a lot of people, especially this past offseason, didn't stick it out, they uh, went to greener pastures and, um, you know, hopefully getting this program back on course. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I mean, we, we hope so. And I, I do. Joe, Joe, ask a question. So I want to I want to answer. <laughs> I, I think I still stand by my statement. I think I do. I said at the beginning of the year, if you lose because we talked about how to get bowl eligible. And we had the the Bowling Green, um, let's see, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Alabama, Vanderbilt were five guaranteed wins. Did I name five? Oh, I mean, South Carolina. We said there were five guaranteed wins. And I said, if you lose to South Alabama or Vanderbilt at the end of the season to not get bowl eligible, which you are bowl eligible, I said, fire him immediately. Like, don't even try to just end it. So on the very highly, like Joe said, very uh, crazy unlikely, what in the world would happen if Tennessee loses this game? I mean, you're going to have a lot. Um, I mean, you are you put yourself on the hot seat for sure. Um, you know, this is a – would this – I have another question. Is Would this be a worse loss than Georgia State? I think with – no, you can't say it's worse than Georgia State. Because also, I mean, I guess it depends on how you lose. Because a lot of – like, looking back at Georgia State, I'm like, we just were – that was some uninspired football. Yeah. For sure. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just – I can't fathom losing to, to this Vanderbilt team with the way Tennessee's played the last several weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think, like – I would probably more be more mad if we lost to Vanderbilt than I was as mad as when we lost to Georgia State. Just because, yeah, it's 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 a rivalry. It's an in-state rivalry. Um, you know, we don't like them. Their three fans don't like us. Um, so I, I, whoa, whoa, I think four. that you would the, be a Are you worse... the whistler? Okay, four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is, does he whistle at the football <laughs> games? I'm sure he can. Hear. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, oh, it's, yeah, they're, they're the, the crowd is the crowd is bigger at baseball games. So you could definitely hear it at football games. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, th- I think this would be a worse loss, in my opinion, than Georgia State. Not from a maybe talent standpoint, but just because of who they are, I think it's worse. Yeah, and, too, when you talk about, like, we're and I said it last week, like, you know, after playing Georgia and, and Alabama this year, and, and I think you could even throw Florida in the mix. I know they're having a bad season since playing Tennessee. Someone also mentioned on Twitter – we do got to remember Florida almost knocked off Alabama the week before. Oh yeah. Like, so like it, I said, it, I've, I've been saying it, but that's a good kind of reminder. This is not the same Florida team that Tennessee played. It's not. So I will say this I mean, about Florida. When you see something that's wrong, 
and you're losing and, and there's no end in sight, you get re- you take out the trash. Yeah. Uh, now, Ross for them is, for making a decision kind of quickly. Yeah. I, I Maybe we'll talk about some coaching care. So I have, I have a question about the Florida job later. I don't want to get into that right now, but I think okay. maybe we'll get into that college, talk to some college football. But yeah, I, you're talking about right now, Tennessee's trying to get back to competitive. Because, I mean, when you lay it out, the teams you're, you, you, you're supposed to beat, you are, you're always supposed to beat Kentucky and Vanderbilt in the SEC. Like, you, you've even with your worst coaches, even in some of your worst seasons in school history, like you still managed to do that. Right. So you just, like, you got to beat them. And you talk about wanting to close the gap with Georgia and Alabama. You're not doing that if you lose to Vanderbilt. Um, we talk about in-state recruiting, and that's why I think a Music City Bowl could be good for Tennessee. Um, well, in-state recruiting, like, it, you lost to an in-state rival who shouldn't be anywhere near you right now. So uh, it's just you, you cannot lose to Vanderbilt. I might throw my titleist on the field if we lose to Vanderbilt. Um, it'll get right. I, 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 I might riot if, if it happened. Crazy unlikely. So it's crazy unlikely I riot. I might riot. You should. I might do it. I might riot just, just because. Yeah. I, <laughs> just <laughs> even if we win. Just to, yeah. Because Vanderbilt's right. in town. I like that. If we don't I, go over the spread, you should riot. <laughs> yeah okay i'll do that mark me down <laughs> i mean good god I, it, it would be a huge step back i think if this oh. is a close game i think it's a huge step back because you've you've proven throughout this whole entire season that you can beat the teams you're supposed to beat you know you're still behind the eight ball when it comes to georgia alabama but you're heading in the right direction beating the teams you should beat. this is another team you should absolutely take care of I won't go as far to say if you don't cover. That's a lot of points, number one. Number two, it is yeah. an in-state rivalry. Uh, Vanderbilt's always going to get up for it. It is yeah, Thanksgiving week. I'm definitely week. not betting on that. <laughs> yeah, it is Thanksgiving week. I, I think that favors the traveling team. Um, so I, I won't go that far, but when we talk about winning or losing, I will ride. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet on them last week. I don't want to overstay my welcome, so I'm going to stay away this, this week. <laughs> oh, you took the Vols to cover last week? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, all right. It Nice. It feels yeah, good. It, it feels good to actually pick the balls and it working out. Hundred percent. That's the balls are making me money. I, I love it. I couldn't be happier. I feel like you broke a, a cardinal rule there. We don't. We don't bet on Tennessee, Landon. It was an absolute lock, though. It was a lock. <laughs> fair. I can't hope. Fair. When locks come my way, I just take them. That fair. It's free, it's I'm okay money. with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, we are going to continue talking some Tennessee football, uh, but with a special guest, we're going to welcome onto the show Eric Kane. Uh, Eric's joined us a couple times. I know you guys are familiar with him. WNML. He also does Locked On Vols. Um, Eric, how you doing tonight, man? I think we're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. You're on mute. <laughs> I was on mute. See, I uh, I do radio and I podcast every single day. Yet I don't know when to take myself off mute. So, hey, what's up, guys? How are we doing tonight, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys and everybody watching and listening. You too, man. Uh, did you yeah. just come from Thanksgiving? Uh, it yeah. was a, we actually went to some family's house and did breakfast for dinner, um, because, oh. you know, knowing the turkey and everything else that's coming tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving ish, if you will. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, man, it's uh really good to have you on. Really good to see you. It's been a while since we last, uh, had you on, um, Tennessee's basically went through a whole season since then. And, um, 
you know, what, what's your biggest kind of takeaway from this season? Yeah. I mean, it's been exciting. It's been, um, a complete 180, right. Compared to, you know, what it's been like, uh, with Jeremy Pruitt and Jim Chaney and, uh, you know, Derek Ansley. I, I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm impressed with Josh Heupel. I think that he's done, you know, a really, really nice job, really uh, impressed with his ability to, to scheme up matchups and, you know, have guys run open down the field. Um, you know, defensively struggled here lately, of course, with the back half of the season, you have no depth, you have no linebackers. Uh, but I think Tim Banks, or I think Ryan John Murray, the linebacker coach in particular has done more with anything he's, he's had, you know, compared to anybody else in the country, um, you know, with the three guys that they're playing there at that position. But um, it's been impressive. I think it's been exciting for the fans. I think you can see that some things are, uh, the foundation is being laid culture wise. That, uh, is a good sign. Um, you know, in year two, you need to start tackling your the big three a little bit more because again, they ended in all blowouts this year. But uh, off to a good start. I've been I've been very impressed. I they have surpassed my expectations in a couple of areas this year for sure. So that was my question about expectations because you did say you were impressed with with Tennessee, and I know when we talked about just wins losses, I think you had them about six and six when we had you on the show. Um, obviously, with with potential wins in there uh, to Kentucky. So as far as, I mean, wins, losses, maybe expectations aren't, I mean, they didn't crazy exceed. They, they obviously are going to a bowl game, get a chance to potentially get eight wins now. Where where do you think the, the biggest place that this this team has succeeded? Um, is it a specific position? Is it a, you know, is it a unit? Like who, where do you see this team that you're like, there's no way they can perform and they, and they did that this year? Hendo Cinco. <laughs> I mean, it, it all starts with the quarterback. We know this, right? If you don't have good quarterback play, I mean, you're just you're so far behind the eight, but you can't win in this league if you don't have good quarterback play. And Tennessee mm-hmm. not has not had that in the last couple of years. And um, you know, Joe Milton came in, won the job in camp. Um, he's still, in terms of you know, when you stack up everything with him and Hendon Hooker, he still has the the higher ceiling, and that's still true today. But man, Hendon Hooker ain't bad, right? I mean, he he started what 16 games at Virginia Tech throughout his career. I mean, that was an amazing insurance policy to have. And then the way he's performed this year. Um, in this offense, he's so accurate. He's so efficient. He throws a beautiful ball. He makes smart decisions for the most part. Um, his turnover, his uh, touchdown to uh, interception ratios off the charts. Um, so, I mean, the fact that Tennessee figured out quarterback, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see exactly what he wants to do. I, I, I feel this is just my opinion, but I feel like he will be back next year. But I don't think it's the slam dunk everybody thinks is going to happen. We'll see exactly what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, but. You found your quarterback for this year, potentially next year, and um, uh, you know Tennessee. That offense has gotten off to great starts with the, and I think because of the tempo, it shocks the defense there in the first quarter. That's why they've had so much first quarter success. But the fact that Tennessee found success at quarterback, and you've seen just the way this offense has thrived. I mean, you're talking about an offense that averaged 21 points a game last year. Yeah. You're up to 38 this year. Uh, quite, quite the uptick and. Uh, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to cover, and I know that there's a lot in that area to uh, get fans excited about. Yeah, thanks, hey, I'm gonna go ahead. I just want to stay on the quarterback topic. Me and Landon talked about this when it was clear that Hendon Hooker was the best quarterback on the roster. Why? Why does? How did Joe Milton win it out in camp? Like, what is your perspective from that? Being around practice, some I know periods are mostly uh, not a lot of the periods you necessarily want to see. But why do you think that is that Joe Milton won it out in camp? Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because, you know, we we get to see stuff, um, but we don't get to see hardly anything. And so, you know, we, right. there's so much that goes on that we don't see. Uh, but we do see when we see him throw routes on air. We see him throw uh, a little bit at seven on seven. The first three days of camp, we got to see an hour's worth and we got to see 
inside Rome. We got to see true seven on seven. We got to see a little bit of 11 on 11, which was really, really cool because since I've been covering the program, we've never got to see more than the normal like 20 minute period. And then after those first three days, it went to that normal 20 minute period. But, you know, just observing the quarterbacks, I thought it was Joe Milton by far looked the best of anybody. Um, His release was quick, good mechanics, good footwork. He, you know, stood tall in the pocket like we saw, you know, in the early going of the season. Um, But I think because there's so much more that we don't get to see, like Hendon Hooker, uh, a great thing about him is his ability to extend plays and to, mm-hmm. you know, use his legs in the run game and to, you know, scramble around. In practice, you can't, you know, they're going to blow it dead because they don't want you to hit the right. quarterback. And so I think that might have mm-hmm. been just one of the reasons why, you know, he might have been overlooked in, in, in camp as well. So um, sometimes it just takes a little bit of luck. And, you know, Joe Milton, you know, goes down with injury. Hendon Hooker steps in and never relinquishes it. And he's he's looking really, really good. It, it's not like Hendon Hooker was bad in camp. I just, right. I mean, I, I personally believe everybody I've talked to, it was, it was Joe Milton from the get-go, and he performed well, and he earned it. Well, even during the spring game, you know, it felt like Hendon Hooker wasn't the starter out of Brian Maurer and and Harrison Bailey. Um, and for him to, for those two not even to be with this team anymore, it's yeah. again going back to the the one eighty. Yeah, it, um, the spring game was so unique because everything that we've heard and saw in spring, it was Hendon Hooker was by and large the best quarterback. Um, you get into the spring game, and Hendon Hooker looked like the third best quarterback. He looked awful. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, really did. Terrible. And Harrison Bailey looked like an all-star. And give Harrison Bailey credit. He took advantage of what was happening. I mean, he threw long balls, completed passes. I mean, Landon, you and I were playing cornerback in that game, and he was taking advantage of it, right? <laughs> so, um, But that's why I was like, you can't put – it was such a vanilla game plan. I mean, Tennessee's defense was – I mean, nobody was out there playing. And so you couldn't put too much stock into there. But you're right. I mean, he he did not look good in that spring game. Um, whereas I think he was the better quarterback in the close scrimmages. But I think he was also, just like they all were, I think he was also learning. I mean, that was just practice 15 ever in this system. And so, yeah. I mean, I think it finally clicked somewhere during camp. And then once he got in against Pittsburgh, you know, the rest is history. Just a gamer. Um, and... and- Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and when my family gets together, we always have some sports debates. Um, so I, I got a question for you, Eric. Um, we can yep. debate it if you want. <laughs> Who deserves more credit for this team season, Josh Heupel or Hendon Hooker? Well, um, I would say, I mean, it starts with the head man, right? I would say Josh Heupel for okay. sure. Um implementing his offense, implementing his scheme, again, scheming up, getting getting the matchups. I mean, his play designs, I've watched every single play of this football game, of this football team twice this year because I watched it in real time and then I go back and watch it the next day. And I miss a lot of stuff in real time, but when you go back and watch the tape, man, you pick up on such little things like, you know, just motioning out to tandems, then running a slant in just to spread out the defense, you know, moving an H back in motion, then you know, pulling him to kick out the men on line of scrimmage, just little stuff like that. Like his concepts are really intriguing, and uh, I, I I've really liked kind of learning and watching those as the season's gone on. So I would say Josh Heibel. Plus, I mean, from more of a you know a technical, you know, getting outside of the X's and O's. I mean, those those guys love playing for him, right? I yeah. mean, he came in from day one and said, "Hey, what do you guys want from me?" And they said, "Hey, we want accountability, and we want." You know, we want uh, camaraderie. We want a coaching staff that loves us, that'll coach us hard, but we want a coaching staff that'll love us. And, you know, he's loved him hard and he's coached him hard. And uh, 
I think all those guys love playing for him. So I would say Josh Heupel, and that's no slouch to Hendon Hooker. He's been incredible. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. um, you know, if Joe Milton was the starter for the next, you know, four or five games after the season opener, Tennessee might not have had the success and certainly the numbers offensively that obviously they did with Hendon Hooker. So um, he deserves a lot of credit, but I'd go with Josh Heupel. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to debate it. I would probably go same thing anyway. Yeah. I'm going. To, I'm going to Landon's Thanksgiving so I can debate sports. I know that. Awesome. It's 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 the old man debates. Okay, it's the the Jordan, LeBron, it's Brady, Manning. So that was that. our that was one of the big talking points um on our show this morning at the starting lineup, and uh, it's it's okay. So you're sitting around the table tomorrow, Thanksgiving dinner. Here are the sports topics that will get everybody up in arms. Everybody fighting. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, kneeling for the national anthem. LeBron <laughs> versus MJ. His name, image, and likeness. The transfer uh. portal. It's ruining football. Those are are some hot (laughs) topics for sure. Uh, There was a topic uh, on Twitter before we got on. It was if Hendon Hooker comes back next year, (laughs) is is it a bigger impact than when Peyton Manning came back? No. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) No. Um, oh, I mean, I, no, that was a one, that was a national championship caliber that, that's, team. That's that's it. You ended there. One team had yeah. a chance to win a national championship. One team is going to try to fight to win nine games. Like that's that's I it. Mean, it hey, there. I love the excitement. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. And if he does come back, you know he's going to get a massive name, image, and likeness deal. And if I'm Tennessee, all offseason, I am pumping. I am I am driving the train for him to win the Heisman. Oh, yeah. He won't win the Heisman, but. You know, VFL films, heck, you spend all offseason yeah. pumping him up, putting him on people's radars. Oh, It'd yeah. be incredible. But uh, <laughs> he, he might be on that week one list. Yeah, he yeah. might make more money here next year than he would in the NFL. I mean, you know, name, image, likeness. Again, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's huge in recruiting. It's also going to be huge with uh, recruiting your own team to stay stay another year. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Tennessee obviously has the resources uh, to do that. And I think that's a question. That, I know we want to talk some recruiting. And I, I want to talk about this, this team sh- – or the staffs, I guess, troubles with right now with what they have. What is it just you got to win ball games? Is that or is it every, is everybody still waiting to see mode? Because I think you were hoping by the time you get to November, Tennessee did have a recruit commitment role in this week. Is this still wait and see mode for for most of the recruiting class? Yeah, um, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird, man. I mean, Tennessee picked up its first commit in over a hundred. I think I. I did. I, I pulled up the the day calculator or whatever when I was writing my piece on Joshua Josephs. It was 109 days. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible, right? So I, I think um, it was kind of shocking that it took so long. I mean, Tennessee's going to get a couple of more commits. You got the early signing day in about three and a half weeks. Tennessee will get some more commits before mm-hmm. that time. And it wouldn't shock me. I, I mean, a number of these guys are going to take this all the way up to, to signing day. And so they might not... Um, you know, they, they might not commit before signing with Tennessee. So it might be a little bit more wait and see. But at this point, you're not really waiting anymore. Like you pointed out, I mean, you're through the tough part of your schedule. You had South Alabama, you're going to have Vanderbilt on Saturday, which, again, you don't take anything lightly, but it should be another easy dub. So I think it's just about like with these main targets, like, you know, Christian Harrison, he's going to announce on Monday um, between Nebraska, Florida, and Tennessee. But uh, Justin Williams, James Pierce, you know, Michael Carraway. Marquise Gilbert, who Tennessee will have in the, as an official visitor, Keontae Scott, Jeffrey Umba, you know, Caleb Webb, Cody Jones, Caden Pope, Sebastian Cheeks, Demario Tolan, Walter Nolan. Well, not really Walter, but anyway, I mean, all those guys, it's kind of like, all right, let's get our last couple of visits in. Uh, let's let, let's wait and let's make an informed decision. So, I mean, Tennessee's in with all those guys I just mentioned. I, I did a pod 
uh, tomorrow. I recorded a pod earlier today for tomorrow, Lockdown Balls. It's just all recruiting, just especially for recruiting. Yeah. And, um, you know, all those guys are kind of, you know, very involved with Tennessee. And I think that Tennessee can land a number of them, but it's just let me finish off these recruits or these these visits. Mm-hmm. Let me talk with my family. And then let's make an informed decision. So, um, Caden Pope, that's a it's a weird one, right? Because, yeah, I mean, he, he and he just committed to Mississippi State, I think, right before we got on here. So, is that one done or? See, that's news to me. I didn't know that until you just you just broke the news <laughs> to me. So, uh, <laughs> so it, it's it's been weird, right? I mean, you mentioned it, Caden Poe. There was a lot of traction there back in the summer. Came for an official visit. Was up here a couple of other times and seemed to be re- really vibing with Cody. You know, Cody Burns and all that. And then it just kind of stopped, right? And then. There was not much traction, not much talking and everything. And then he came around campus a couple of weeks ago again. So you thought you thought that door might be open. But I think that ship's kind of sailed for a long time. You know, with recruiting, you guys know as better as anybody. I mean, it's never over until, you know, they, they sign. So or until they're on campus now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and last year, sometimes that's not the case, yeah, right? Yeah, um, doesn't always I, work that, to, that way either. I think Tennessee does want another wide receiver, though. Caden Pope was kind of a thought, but he's he's probably not priority number one anymore. Okay, cool. Um, Joshua Josephs, you know, Caleb mentioned that that we got to commit on Monday. Um, what does Tennessee kind of get out of the edge rusher from Kennesaw, Georgia? So I talked to his linebackers coach at North Cobb, and uh, he said he's been coaching high school football in Georgia for 25 years. And, uh, you know, we know that that's some great high school football talent down Absolutely. there. He said he is the best pass rusher he's ever coached there. And so I thought that was kind of some high praise. Um, okay. You know, can – come off the edge. He'll play that Leo spot like Byron Young and Tyler Barron. And keep in mind, too, Tennessee has three Leos right now. Roman Harrison, Tyler Barron, Byron Young. Those, those are the only three they have. And so, like, they need more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Joshua Josephs can can rush the passer. He's strong. He's got good bend. He can also line up as a traditional linebacker. He can play outside of the box. He's got a ton of picks in his high, high school career. He can he can kind of just do it all. He's very strong. He's quick. Um his coach said that he takes two steps and covers six yards. So uh, th- th- that that's something awesome. Um, <laughs> I think he's a guy that needs to gain some weight. He's only about 205, so you need to gain about 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, and that can be easily done once you get in this campus and get in this uh, program. I think he's a guy that can play and can play early. And um, Tennessee has liked him, has been after him for quite some time. And, you know, that's why you don't, you don't want to get caught up in star rating, right? He's the, he's the three star by rivals. Well, this staff loves Joshua Josephs and it was a, it was a big victory on Monday. Awesome. Um, and two with, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No go, no, go ahead. Well, I don't want to get away too much from recruiting, but I mean, it's going to be obvious with this depleted roster that the, the transfer portal is just as important, if not more, because you need immediate impacts. Um, yeah. We're, how how many can this staff realistically get? Are there people that have maybe been on the radar? I know it's it's hard to even talk to transfers, even if they're in the portal during your season. But are there guys that that could Tennessee could be getting that uh, in the transfer that could make an immediate impact come twenty twenty two? Yeah, um, you know, I I haven't been on tr- uh, portal watch much during the season. Um, you know, in mm-hmm. in the coaching staff they have support staff that watches that portal like crazy the uh guy from georgia tech um the running back i'm forgetting his name um it he either he's been rumored to enter the portal gibbs yeah either he's been uh, yeah that guy either he's in it or he's been rumored or whatever like if that guy were to enter the portal tennessee'd be all over it i mean he would fit perfectly right but uh 
Um, yeah, Tennessee's going to be very active in the transfer portal, just like it was this offseason. Will it work out um, to the caliber that it, that it did this year? Probably not. I mean, keep in mind, like Tennessee, right. what it's got from Hendon Hooker, Javante Payton, right? Uh, Caleb, even Caleb Tremblay and Deshaun Terry, those guys have played some you know roles on that defensive line. Um, it's been huge. But Tennessee, I think, will be very active in the portal. I'm expecting Tennessee to sign here in December, maybe – you know, 16-ish, 17-ish. Don't quote me on that number. It can change by the day. Uh, maybe no. sign another one or two in February. <laughs> but then the rest is going to come from the portal, right? I mean, I really I really believe that. And so, um, you know, and, and a lot of that will have to wait because you're about to see a wave come up. So uh, at the right, FCS that. level, that wave was this week. You know, Tennessee will play Vanderbilt, and then it'll be bowl season. Then you're going to see the FBS wave, all these guys entering the portal. And, you know, that's when you'll, you'll see Tennessee evaluate that and, and try to bring in some guys. Now, another right. thing to remember, too, is the number. Um, we don't really know what the number is right now. You know, there, yeah. there's that rule saying that if you lose a certain amount in the transfer portal, you can take up to seven more and go to 32. I don't think Tennessee will be up to 32, but that number also, uh, you know, it counts like the super seniors that will return. You know, that number counts for that, too. And Tennessee won't know that. No, no team will know that for probably a couple of weeks. And so it's all very confusing. It's all, you know, kind of wait and see. And, and Tennessee could very well, you know, sign some more players up until April or May, like they did this past year. But to answer your question in a long, long form fashion, um, <laughs> I do expect Tennessee to be very active in the transfer portal. You need a tackle. You need defensive line help. You need linebacker like crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would just take – Every linebacker that wants to, yeah, like, let's hey, just see what happens. Come on, come on down. Let's <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Yeah, it can't be any worse, right? Um, right. And, and then uh, uh, maybe a wide receiver as well, because Tennessee likely going to lose, obviously Javonta Payton and and Bayless Jones. So, um, you know, Tennessee will need some help there. Um. So the the transfer portal, it, it's really big. Like, what is the thought process? Is it from like Tennessee standpoint? From when you're looking at a a transfer, if he has like multiple years, or if he's a grad transfer, or like the multiple years guys, do they carry that same weight as a high school prospect? Yeah, but they're probably a little further developed in terms of body type, and and that's what that that's what you want. Even if you've only been in a program for a year, I mean, your body should be further along than a guy that you're evaluating out of high school right now. I know that Tennessee obviously took both of those type of players in the transfer portal last year. Um, you know, Deshaun Terry is probably the best example. I mean, he has like three years or four years, maybe, yeah. plus that COVID year. Um, you know, Kamal Haddon has multiple years. Brandon Turnage has multiple years. Uh, you know, guys like that. But then they also took a Hendon Hooker, obviously, but he was Jeremy Pruitt. Um, Joe Milton would be in that category. But then Tennessee also took, you know, Jawan Mitchell, who, you know, had one year coming into this year. Technically, I think he has one year left now because he can redshirt, but. I don't really know if he's going to be a part of the program this time next year. Um, but like Javante Payton was a perfect example. Like, okay, you have one year left, come in here, ball out. So I think it just depends on the situation. But the you want guys with multiple years left. That way you can you can actually treat it like kind of like you said, like a prep player. But the positive is their body type is already further along, and they could probably. You know, if they come in and grasp and compete, they could probably help a lot sooner than that guy you're bringing out of high school right now. Gotcha. And, and then you always got to keep a lookout for why are they transferring. There's always a reason. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, that's why, you, that's why so many people – and you should make a big deal about the transfer portal because it's such a resource now and it's helped Tennessee yeah. out. But 
the transfer portal will never take the place of traditional recruiting. It just won't. Right. I mean, traditional right. recruiting is what builds your roster. It's what builds your team. And you can supplement from the portal. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes they just want a fresh start. That's fine. Sometimes they feel like they got screwed over. I mean, that's fine. But, you know, sometimes they're told to go in the transfer portal <laughs> and they were a cancer to the locker room. And so you got to right. be on the lookout for that. Um, I, I think the big question that, that everybody came to l- listen to was uh, Walter Nolan. Yeah. What happened? Is, is Tennessee still in that one? Like, I guess a lot of people just don't get it. I feel like, you know, the door is cracked. I mean, I, I feel like there's no momentum there. I feel like there's hardly any traction. But the door is cracked. It's not It's not shut. Um. I feel like AM, obviously, AM got the commit a couple weeks ago. I mean, he went down there like every weekend, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, the, the flyer miles that family has, good grief. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think it's, I think all signs point towards College Station right now. But, you know, with, with that recruitment, it's had so many different ups and downs and loops and turns. And he, like, if I've said this about any recruit, I'll say it is never more true. Uh, you know, w- regarding to him, it's it's. I will believe he is going to that school when when he signs that yeah. national letter of intent. Tennessee needs to get him on campus. If Tennessee has a prayer of trying to sway him back to Knoxville, he needs to be on campus. Uh, thought it would be for Georgia, didn't end up happening. I don't believe. Uh, trying to get him officially, that was supposed to be an official too. If you can get him to come visit officially in one of these weekends in December, that would be huge. But uh, I don't think that there's much traction kind of moving towards that. So I'm expecting him to go to AM, but I would never say that it's completely done because, you know, Tennessee will probably take one more swing at it. And if you can get him on campus, then who knows? Yeah, absolutely. He's, I mean, he's Tennessee, right here. <laughs> and Tennessee certainly hadn't given up. Uh, I think Tim Banks was it this week at the quarterback uh, committee. It's all strategy, man. All strategy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I love it. It's a it's a it's a great kind of poke at, at the guy in the room, but also a great way to to get his attention too. So I loved it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of hilarious. And if you yeah. if you uh, if you don't want to be coached by Rodney Garner, then I guess you don't want to be a good football player. Sitting here, I heard yeah, he was that... on the phone just in the you know in the, in the crowd. But that's all strategy, man. All strategy. Yeah, that that gave me uh, Ricky Bobby vibes. The, if you don't chew big red, then. <laughs> Then yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, I, I do have a, a. So we we had this question: What happens if Tennessee loses? It was just a. We had to throw it out there. What happens if Tennessee loses on Saturday? What does it mean for the staff and this team? <laughs> I mean, to be awful. Remember back in 2018 when um it was Jeremy Pruitt's first season, and you know they they made some noise there in the middle part of the season. Uh, took down Auburn, took down Kentucky, right. And then got blown out by Vanderbilt, Missouri to end the season. Just blown out. And it's like, yeah. I mean, all the good things you did this year, it's washed, right? Um, and, and so I, it would just um, – I would be shocked if Tennessee were to lose to Vanderbilt. Right. And again, I'm not – I never talk in absolutes, and I at least I try not to, and I never try to take advantage of the opponent coming up. But, I mean, I'm watching film of Vanderbilt. I am breaking down these numbers going beyond the box scores and guys i mean i'm not breaking news here <laughs> vanderbilt is so bad so bad um offensively defensively at the line of scrimmage they have gotten better and it looks like they're playing hard i mean you know they they, they gave old miss a little bit of run last week uh they played really well against kentucky in the second half two weeks ago 
but uh and they have a they have a mobile quarterback so you know that's kind of a bugaboo for Tennessee um but what happens i mean outrage and plus it's Vanderbilt too like you don't lose to I Vanderbilt know. i mean in yeah. Vanderbilt's beaten Tennessee more times than it needs to here lately yeah. um, especially at home you don't you don't lose at home yeah so i would if that were to happen i would uh, expect outrage um all the positive momentum Tennessee football had as a program would be washed in my opinion um and i if you lose to Vanderbilt at home to end this season, I guarantee you there'll be some fans calling for Jeremy, uh, uh, Josh Heupel's head for sure, just because that's that's the way college football works. But I'm not expecting that to happen. <laughs> a lot of mustard bottles. Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah, good luck. Sure. Good luck stringing those calls on Monday if it does happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably let them just go through. <laughs> <laughs> just run it. <laughs> I love Where, that. Um, Caleb, do you have any more questions? That, that's it for me. Um, we appreciate you hopping on always. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And um, we, we, we're we going to have to rename this the Eric Kane Show. We're just your, we're just your co-host. So hope, you, uh, hope there's no copyright infringement when you see that on Twitter, the, the name change. So. Not at all, guys. I love uh, I love this is fun, man. Just chopping up with you guys. We need to do it more. But I do have one question for both of you if, if you all got time for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Tomorrow, we got Pallet West. Who you got? Sorry, Friday, Friday. Pallet West. Friday, I don't know if my wife's listening. <laughs> um, dude, that's gonna be a good game. I think so too. Is that the is that the rivalry game? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Oh man, I dude, Wes has been killing it. it what I would what playing better football too towards the back half of the season. That's like that's I think the toss up. I think pals. Pal's offense has been playing better football than than this time last year when they were out of the playoffs. <laughs> so, Pal's been running the football too, really effectively. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pal. I, I think they probably keep it rolling. I hope yeah, they don't because then Raven has to go to Chattanooga on that Friday, and that's just another <laughs> Friday night we don't get to hang out. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I, I think that's the state championship for five A. Yeah, I think it'll be a great game. Um, Wes has had to overcome so much this season. I mean, losing your best player, um, you know, losing, you know, uh, overcoming some quarterback issues at the beginning of the season. But man, LeBron, Lamar Brown's done a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. So I'm, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, either if either team wins, it wouldn't surprise me because they're both just so hot right now. Oh yeah, I, I think it's going to. I mean, I think a lot of high school football comes down to your best players. And I think Powell probably has, I'm with Landon. I think it's Powell. I think they have more, more of the talent. And I, yeah. I think when you have even teams like this, it's, it's the, the playmakers that decide the game. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and they overcame uh West. Their running back is out too, right? They're. So it's a guy that's going so. to Michigan state. I forget his name. And then Barfield, well, yeah, Sh- I think. yeah Shannon, Shannon Blair has been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a huge loss A wide receiver returner. Yeah. Cornerback, all that type of stuff. That's why I think, I think Lamar's done fantastic. And I saw Powell just shut down Ray County. We had that game last week and I was um, shocked. I'll let you, I'll let you guys go out. I'm taking up your no, show. No, you're they, you're they, ran, they ran we'll the triple option. <laughs> um, and, and landed, you know, this, they went, they went foot to foot splits. Right. So, I mean, everything's like, like eight yards, right? And they're just yeah. in there. And they put Powell put five men on the line of scrimmage, put nine men in the box, put Walter Nolan at the uh, at the nose, and he just blew everything up. I mean, Ray County didn't have a prayer. It was a great defensive game plan for Powell. So they're running the Don't, football effectively. Ray he, County do tempo too? Don't they just run mm-hmm. up to the line and and do that? They sprint up to the line. 
That's awesome. I mean, he gave me he gave me some Carson Newman offense vibes for sure. Man. I mean, it really did. So, but I'm looking forward to that one. It should be a really really good one on Friday night. What do you think about Elizabethan and Greenville? Shocked, right? And it's hard to say you're shocked because Elizabethan's the defending champs, right? right. And they're uh, they they've got. I mean, they lost a lot, but you've got veterans on that team. They know the situation. The game is not too big. But I saw Greenville in Week One. We had them on Saturday now playing Central. And in week one, when everybody's trying to figure it out, no one's as good as they're ever going to be. That's still mm-hmm. the best football team I've seen all season long. I've seen a couple of good ones, too, back in week one. Greenville was so good. They had a running back, Mason Gudger, I believe is his name, just fantastic. They had good linebacker play. And and they destroyed Elizabethan the first time they played. So when I saw that score, I mean, even though it's Elizabethan, I was, I was shocked. Yeah, that that they didn't. I would have picked the over in that game. But. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that Greenville team was one of the best teams I've ever seen in person. I saw them in the first round, um, and I was like, "That's it. Go ahead and crown them." When yeah. I saw that score, I was like, "Holy crap!" Yep. Why you play the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Eric, we appreciate it, man. Always great talking with you. Um, absolutely. If you get a chance to come by the tailgate on Saturday, come on by. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Hey, thank you as always. I got a blast. Anytime you want to want to chop it up again, just holler, right? Absolutely. See we'll you, man. do it. Thanks, Eric. You guys, happy Thanksgiving. You too. We appreciate Eric hopping on. Like he said, always a good time to uh, talk talk balls. And and we we didn't talk high school football like we usually do with him. He's the the man of many talents. He's he's covering high school football, covering the balls. And, um, and so we, we didn't get that glad, glad he threw that in there. Um, yeah. that West Powell game is going to be a great game. I'm glad it is the one on TV Friday night. Um, I, I just want to go back to Powell real quick. I thought Ray, I thought that'd be a good ball game. I thought Ray County Powell, what, what was it? 24 to nothing? 27, 14, I think was the final. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought Ray County got shut out. Credit to them. So I think they, they scored might, pretty late. I was about to say, must have gotten some garbage time, get some fantasy points. I appreciate it. Shout out to Ray County. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good stuff there. Um, let, let's roll into some college football picks. Talk some college I do football. I do want to kind of mention Eric Kane real quick. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. He is a man of many, many talents. He does VolQuest. He does um, the Rivalry Thursday. He does Locked on Vols. He does WNML in the mornings. Um, he, he mentioned that he's got a recruiting show um, on Locked on Vols tomorrow. Um, that he'll release. So uh, be on the lookout for that. His uh, at name is at underscore Kaner. Um, so go check him out. Does a great job of covering. And uh, Vol Steak is in here just praising Eric Kane. Love to show some Eric Kane. As you should um, be. He asked, how did y'all get a famous man on here? Um, so we said local celebrity. That's Eric Kane. Um, how do we get him? I had the pleasure of being one of his teammates at Carson Newman for a little bit. He's a little bit older older than me. Um, and he covers the Vols. I'm a fan of the Vols. We do this show. So it, it was just, um, you know, we, we've kind of stayed in touch over the years and, you know, it's been a great resource for us to, to get on a famous guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, always appreciate him. We'll, we'll definitely do it here again soon. Yeah, maybe get some basketball talking here. It's a basketball season too, guys. Don't forget that. Don't yeah. Forget um, that. I, I, we got another contact Jarvis Rito. Jarvis Rito might be coming on the show soon. Um, he said he would do it. I actually saw him at a tailgate in person. He said he'd come on. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him to that. <laughs> Love that. Um, Lana just out here 
just networking tailgate specifically like only yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it man you just show up act like you like you're supposed to be there and be like hey man do this podcast come on <laughs> love it uh let's let's talk some uh let's let's talk a little bit of uh college football this week all right my, my first know, thing get get Sutter tillman to a thousand yards let's just do it against vanderbilt I, so we don't have to worry yes. about the bowl game that's fair i, I, would, like, I would like that as well I was about to say it is a it is a tall task this week, but it's possible. One seventy five. Let's cover the spread. Let's do it. I think if you get him to one seventy five, you cover the spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might cover the spread himself if he gets to one seventy five. That's awesome. He should. <laughs> and he's um, coming back next year, so you can throw it in Vanderbilt's face. Hey, he just got one hundred seventy five yards, and the quarterback and wide receiver hopefully are coming back next year. So. Suck on that, Clark Lee. It's not Clark Lee's fault. I don't hate that guy, but he's the coach I of Vanderbilt, like so him. I have to hate him. He coaches in a tie, doesn't he? Does he? Is it a I'll tie? I'll be honest. Wears, I haven't watched a sweater weird. I haven't watched a single Vanderbilt game because I just I would rather watch Maction. That that's fair. Um, I did watch the Vanderbilt game or uh, Georgia game. We watched it before Chad's oh, wedding. You did God. watch it. You, when? He doesn't wear a tie. He just wears it weird. Before Chad's wedding, we all sat and watched like eight games, and that was one of them. Sure. <laughs> I don't remember he might, that at all. He doesn't wear a tie, and he might be wearing a polo, but he wears it where it looks like a dress shirt. So I don't like it. Oh, he go, He does like oh, the – It's like on. the collar is – the collar – no, no, no. It's just a pullover, like zip, quarter zip, but the, the collar is like out there, and it just uh. looks – it looks very – it looks like a dress shirt. It looks like fan. Vanderbilt. Yeah, it looks terrible. Like <laughs> Vanderbilt. Uh, they did miss the vest, like, yeah, up they in their locker room well, still. I don't know if they do now since they fired the guy that wore it, but they did. <laughs> they did for a while. Um, you mentioned Maxion. Uh, Buffalo Ball State played last night, um, as well as Western Michigan and Northern Illinois. Uh, I lost some money last night. I don't want to talk about it. Who'd you pick? I took Buffalo to cover. People, people convinced me. I was on Twitter and I saw people saying that I want to take Ball State. I heard Buffalo. I did it. I don't even remember what was it. Oh, I have to go back and look. I don't. I'm not happy about it though. I'm not happy about it. Um, we've got tomorrow night. I've got a lock here. Okay. Ole Miss, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State's hmm. favored too. Is Lane leaving? What in the hell? How are they favored two points? Maybe it's because Vanderbilt scored seventeen points on on Ole Miss last week. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking Ole Miss to win, not just to cover to win. That's insane to me. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an egg bowl. I mean, you've got to take the over, right? Like, that's the lock of the century. What is it? It, it might be like 64. 80 points. It's 64. Yeah, it seems, it seems lockable. seems lockable. I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on this This one. This is a Friday game. Um, it's Kansas State and Texas. Texas is a three-point favorite. Tell me, am I stupid for wanting to take Kansas State to win it? Texas what was, is a shit show. What was Kansas State and Baylor score last week? Baylor won. 
It was twenty to ten. Like I think they might have shut. Them. Okay, I was like, I was thinking they might have shut them out. Um, but yeah, Texas is a Texas is not a good football team. Not no, that Kansas not. State is great. So here's my: Are you talking me out of it? I'm. I'm okay if you do. I just want to know. I think that Texas has more talent than Kansas State. I think Kansas State's a better, better coach football team than Texas. What is what yeah. is Texas's record? Four and seven. Is that that an how? That does add up. Four and seven. They're terrible. They're terrible. They should have lost by more to Kansas. They shouldn't have lost on a two point so conversion. Four. Are they four and six? Four and seven. They're, they're four and seven. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's no way that should happen in the Big Twelve. You mean SEC? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. I'm taking Kansas State to win. I will not. I will not call that a lock. Don't lock it. I do have one more lock for you. Stop me if you have any on Thursday, Friday, though. You have uh, skipped over any locks? No, you're for good. you. Okay. Cincinnati, they're just 14-point favorites over ECU, but this is a Cincinnati team that is now a college football playoff team. This is a Cincinnati team that wants to win and win big to prove the voters right. I'm taking Cincinnati to cover it. Okay. You can get in that game for $22. That's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I guess you are watching a college football playoff team. so Right, yeah. I don't know, man. That 14 points. Points is a lot. It's a lot, but it. it but they should after they dismantled SMU last week. They should. Hopefully, they got some left in the tank to take care of ECU because yeah, yeah you are that number four team, and there's zero margin for error. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, another one I want to get your take on. Uh, this is another SEC matchup. This is uh, also Friday, Missouri and Arkansas. Missouri's 14 and a half point, or sorry, Arkansas's 14 and a half point favorites. I almost want to take Arkansas to cover. Oh, wow. Okay. I wanted to take Missouri to cover. You told me my answer. Thank you. Appreciate it. Because, dude, Missouri's bad too. I know, but 14 is a lot of points for two not great football teams. Like, both of them are not great. And Arkansas doesn't have like a high powered offense. Missouri also almost lost to Vanderbilt. Fair. Fair. They did beat Florida last week, though. <laughs> Missouri's going to a bowl game. That team that we played, what was it, fourth week of the – third or fourth week of the season? Yeah. That team Early. was terrible. Oh, that, awful. And for them to be bowl-eligible, props to Eli Drinkwitz. I don't know if he's ever going to figure it out in the front half of the season, but he has both seasons. He's been a head coach at Missouri. He's figured it out in the back half. So credit yeah. to him. Credit to him. Um, my next lock over Coastal Carolina, 56, Coastal and South Alabama. Lock it in. Do it right now. It's Friday game as well. Friday game as well. Any Friday games you, you have on your card? Will uh, NC State, North Carolina are playing. That's number 20. NC State mentioned that one. Uh, Utah, number 19, Utah, who beat Oregon last week. 23-point favorite to Colorado. Cover. Okay. Six and six points, or did you already take it? Different. I haven't taken it yet. No. Okay. Okay. I'm done like touching it. things <laughs> at the first of the week. I'm just gonna take it the day of. Okay. I right. like it. I'm taking right. it. If not, I'm not waiting for the line to screw me over or help me any. I'm not doing that <laughs> anymore. 
because it usually screws okay. me. Ty Chandler right. has a thousand yards on the year. That may that's <laughs> oh, tells you enough. Yeah. Um, rolling into Saturday's games, Georgia number one Georgia takes on Georgia Tech. I'm not touching that one. Just wanted to mention it because it is the number one team. We are officially in playoff season, boys. I'm I might take Georgia. Okay, thirty five points. I mean, look at that. Look at that leading rusher uh, for Georgia Tech. Not even on the team anymore. Jameer I Gibbs. Know. I know. I just the thirty-five is a lot. It is a lot. I mean, I don't. I, Georgia Tech doesn't score, so if Georgia can score thirty-five points, I feel confident. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, then I, 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 I want to do this. I want to take Ohio State eight points over Michigan, but I will not be rooting for that because I root for chaos. And you know what would be absolute chaos? Michigan beating Ohio State. Yeah, if Michigan Absolute beats. Chaos. I mean, they're in. Yeah, and I, I mean, they got to win the Big Ten championship, but yeah, they're, they're in, and they would jump Cincinnati in a heartbeat. I root for K. Well, that would move Ohio State out of it, maybe. Right. So, I Michigan would jump so, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati would stay at four. Yeah. But it makes it chaotic, and I root for chaos. So sign me up. Sign me up for that one. Um, Florida State, Florida, two teams battling for bowl eligibility. I kinda I kinda think Florida State wins this. I feel stupid for saying that. I just want you to know that. What, what what's the spread? It's two and a half. Florida's favored, two and a half. Florida's favored. Yeah, Florida State's bad. Florida State is bad, but they've actually showed some promise. Fair. Fair. In the back half of the season. They look like they're about to be the same Florida State that we've seen the past couple of years, but right. They but they're playing a little bit better. I just think Florida is a Waste bit. Well, well, and and they, I get that you wanted to fire Dan Mullen after the Missouri game. Like I get that, but did they not under like they they had no desire to be bowl eligible? They've already fired their defensive coordinator. They're down a significant portion of their staff, and you're not bowl eligible. I think you should have hang hung on to Dan Mullen for Florida State. Well, he he did. He asked. He asked. They asked him to still coach, and he said no. Right, I wouldn't even, but I, I wouldn't have wanted to coach either if you already fired me. I'm leaving. Right. Bye. <laughs> right. I don't think they should have fired him until after Florida State. You've already, Dude, like I said, now you've already that lost now it. that we're talking about this, I feel like Florida covers because we've seen all through this year that teams find something when they fire their coach. LSU did it. TCU knocked off Baylor. I something is, happens when somebody fires a coach. But this Florida team is weak-minded. They've proven that. I don't think it's the same. I don't, and like I said, they've lost half their staff. That's true. So I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't. How do, you, like, how do you even prepare for a game without a head coach and a defensive coordinator? Wing it. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I guess maybe if they're good at backyard football, then maybe yeah. they can do it. Maybe they can do it. Um, Auburn, Alabama, Iron Bowl. I love the Iron Bowl. I know people probably. Um, I'm sorry. I love the Iron Bowl. I mean, and I know the cover because Alabama ain't covered for shit. And do, I, I mean, like correct. Five weeks. Does this not just feel like an Auburn team that the one game they win is the Iron Bowl? Does it not feel like that Auburn team? Man, so here's so here are the two Again, types. You're one chaos, Caleb. I know, but here are the two types of teams, the two types of Auburn teams that beat Alabama. The terrible Auburn teams 
and the national championship Auburn teams. There are no in-between. The OK Auburn teams don't beat Alabama. There is only those two. And this is a terrible Auburn team. Yeah, they're not good. Does Bo Nix play? That's that's also the key. If Bo Nix plays, sign me up for Auburn to cover, Auburn to win. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming he has a Heisman game. Assuming he has a Heisman game. You never know with him. We've talked about that. So, Well, and Bryce Young could have a Heisman game, too, and they could still lose because that their defense is terrible. Yeah, last week, was, last week was bad for Alabama. Henry Toto is just a curse. <laughs> I'll put that on him. I mean, good God. <laughs> Don't do that to him. Um, any other games you want to talk about? There's not really anything. I'm about to say go that. Up, I got to get his jersey out of my closet. I got to go burn yeah. that somewhere. It's bad <laughs> juju. I, I would love to, to be a part of that. Actually, I do have two more games I want to talk about. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Because okay. whoever wins this game could be in the playoff. Yep. Correct? Mm-hmm. How are they sitting at 10 and 7? That doesn't make any sense to me. How does Alabama win and move down? Like the play, college football playoff makes no sense. I'm sorry. They the, the literally got them like stacked. Like it, it seems like race cars. Like they're just going around a track. And if one like has to take a pit stop, they're down a lap. So they have to go back in like seventh to 10. I like that reasoning. I'll give you that. That's the best reason I've heard. They need to hire you for their PR. <laughs> That's the best reason I've heard. <laughs> but does that not what it feels like, though? I, no, I agree. And, and like Notre Dame being at six is so dumb because you're telling me an eleven and one Notre Dame team isn't getting into the playoff. Honestly, over Cincinnati, they're getting it. And they're at number six. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Well, it's how, so how far do you? I mean. I guess if Ohio State loses, they're back to like tenth, right? <laughs> like that's how it's going to work out. <laughs> they might, they might fall out of twenty five at this rate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, that one that one's definitely going to be an interesting one. And then I do want to talk about this one because I just want to know: is there some way in hell that South Carolina beats Clemson? Hell no! Roman Harper's a freaking moron. <laughs> I didn't know anybody predicted that. I'm just that curious. Team They're terrible. I just, wanted by one. I just wanted to know if there's a chance. Shane Beamer, coach of the year. Hell no. He beat Vanderbilt by one point. I know we still got to beat Vanderbilt, but I'm not here claiming Josh Heupel should get it over Kirby Smart either. I'm excited to have that uh, debate next week. Who, who wins <laughs> the SEC coach of the year? I'm excited for Sundays. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean. Very excited. That South Carolina offense is terrible. We know that. We saw it firsthand. Yeah. yeah. Clemson has a defensive line that's probably Rob. I mean, Georgia's definitely number one. But behind that, it's probably Clemson. Yeah. So that there's no way. I mean, 11 and a half points. Clemson just needs to score two touchdowns, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. That was the dumbest. I picked South Carolina to win. How? W- I mean, what? What leads you to that point? How do you get? It? Yeah, you, you beat an uninspired Florida team that got their kind of coach fired. Almost, he was on the ledge, and then Missouri just put the nail in the coffin. And then um, you beat a Auburn, a bad Auburn team with a backup quarterback. 
coach of the year? Be Vanderbilt by one. That automatically takes you out. All right, I, I'm going to get you off Shane Beamer. You're going to – does Shane Beamer go to the junior tech? Never mind. Don't answer that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Don't answer that. You're, You're good. Hendon Hooker's transferring yeah. back to <laughs> – um, you have, I know you said you're not putting locks out for yourself until, uh, Saturday now. So do you, or I guess tomorrow, Friday and Saturday now, um, any locks that you want to drop on the show or you just, I, I do like Cincinnati I minus, I, I do like Cincinnati minus 14. Okay. And I also kind of like Michigan state minus one over Penn state. Um, I, I think they got exposed last week. I don't think Penn state has the, they definitely don't have the same firepower Ohio state does. And I think they have a bounce back game where. I mean, just pick a money line. But, yeah, minus one would get you a little bit more. But I, I think they'd probably beat Penn State. All right. I think Kenneth, I like Kenneth Walker has already kind of taken him. You know, that game could probably pushed him out of the Heisman race. I think he wants back in it. So, I think this is a big game for him, too. Perfect. All right. Well, let's do uh, – you ready to go to segments then, or you got anything else for college football? I know I didn't that's, get it all. That's all I got, man. I'm Perfect. ready. I'm loving right. this week of, of sports. I know. this is a, I always forget about this week. It's very underrated, I think, because you're just kind of preparing for the holidays. So, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And I, and I can't ready. wait for tomorrow after I eat, turn on the freaking bears and lions and just take a nap because that is going to be a snooze fest. <laughs> um, what's trending? Let's, let's get to these real quick. Joe, you want to come in here, get some of these? Got some what's trending? Sure. I, I also, I also got to ask Joe, what are what are you going to do if, if Tennessee loses to to Vanderbilt? Um, I would probably switch my flight as early as possible and come right with you because that is I would. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes. I love it. I, I would I would riot though, and uncertainly <laughs> for hours on it, and it would be the ugliest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> All right, we've got two. You guys can join in. Joe's got a lot of mustard. He went to Costco. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got that that uh that bulk pack. Yeah, and golf my next, my first thing is uh the fan during WWE attacked Seth Rollins. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Also, can he play linebacker? <laughs> he, was mo- he was moving. He was moving. I mean, his butt crack was out and everything. I mean, <laughs> dude. A great I guy. mean, half most of the people there thought it was like real, or or thought it was like them just a show. Yeah, I I did originally. I, I did too. This looks like WWE like, to me. I, I thought he was just a wrestler. I mean, he's wearing red pants and a black shirt. I mean, that's what most of the wrestlers wear. Exclusive, exclusive WWE gear. Yeah, and that was awesome. We should do. We should have more of that. All right. Well, I saw a TikTok video this week of a guy going into like a midget wrestling event. Like he invaded the rink, and he got beat up. So I don't. I, I thought maybe we'll see that guy on TikTok soon. Yeah, I feel like you should maybe not do that with like guys that are just absolutely jacked. Well, this dude got a shiner from from it too, so it's never a good idea. Apparently, no. they jumped his ass. They got it was really it was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the I Midget Wrestling it. guy? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was I fantastic. need to see that. I'll see if I can find it. I, I, I don't know when like, I saw it. Kicked in the face and stuff, just getting absolutely mauled. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is Dickie V coming back. Yeah. He's currently battling cancer, but he was back uh, calling the Gonzaga UCLA game. Um, you know, couldn't help but, you know, drop some tears in there. But really cool to see him back. I, I know people really don't like when he calls Tennessee games, but, you know, he is. He's a diaper dandy. He's college basketball. College basketball is better with him in it. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I agree. Now, Fran, Fran can you tell how to get <laughs> I don't know. This week, Fran's got me on his side, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's watching the video. The close people to him call him Santi. So can I we talk like about close. how I could have I would have never guessed he was foreign from the video of him talking today? Did you watch it? His English has gotten a, a lot better. Well, it's not just his English. It's like his dialect is perfect. It doesn't sound any. I get – it's amazing. I was I was, yeah. I was, was shocked. I was like, maybe I'm not hearing this correctly. I don't, I don't know. But I, then I saw people replying the same thing I was thinking. So, yeah, I was with it. I'm watching a video right now of a Georgia Tech fan getting thrown out of a volleyball game, and it's hilarious. Nice. He gets ejected. It's a fan. And he walks up. He has to go down the stands, like, to the court. Because I guess that's how you enter in, like, a high school basketball court. And he walks up to the ref that's on the net and just flips him off, like, to his face. as he's getting escorted out. Oh. Love the effort. Yeah, he went the extra uh, mile. It's something I would do. <laughs> it's what I'll be doing if we lose to Vanderbilt. Yes, there you go. <laughs> I'll be taking a little swan dive off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you offer was trending i i don't have anything I've, I've got i've got two stupidities but all right let's get to it joe you got any right. what's trending i had well i i'm assuming you guys saw the epperson griffin thing yeah that was the weird. vikings defensive end that like locked himself in the house and went like full psycho and he, he like started shooting or something he, he i think he genuinely thought he saw people in his house and he's seeing stuff but hopefully he gets the help he needs because the video is wild he was throwing dalvin cook under the under the bus and everything he's like yeah dalvin cook help me get this gun i was like dalvin cook's like whoa why are you saying my name i heard it was kirk cousins (laughs) (laughs) dang lance throwing other people under the bus here now you like that jeez and then the last one I had was uh, some somebody or somebody in North Korea was sentenced to death after smuggling Squid Game episodes into a high school where kids were caught watching it. So, don't live in North Korea. Cause... What? Oh, I was like, what? Jeez. I missed the North That's, Korea part. Yeah. I was like, where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, this did not happen within <laughs> United States jurisdiction. People in Mississippi are getting crazy. Yeah. North Korea is wild, dude. That's like a reality show in real life. Like, like the stuff that they get away with, that's like, that's just incredible. But, <clears throat> but that's all I got. Uh, I've got a stupidity, and I've got my man Lane Kiffin. Okay. They asked him about the rivalry, and he said, it is just football. You really shouldn't hate people because of where you go to school. 
That, that's that that. That's what makes that, a that's rivalry. sports fandom. That's yeah, a lot that's, of sports. That I know. It's, so you know what a rivalry means. He can't stay at a team long. Does he understand that? Robbery, so <laughs> yeah, he that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> does he understand that like people don't actually hate people because they go to Mississippi State? Does he get that? I don't know. Mike Kiffin's an idiot. Oh yeah, and I hate yeah, that Tennessee fans give him fuel. Yeah, he's not a head coach because he's smart. We just, God. Speaking of dumb, I guess this could be cool to somebody, but did you see Kyle Kuzma's freaking get up before the game? Yeah. Those that was sleeves. Something. What is that? He looked like he had his boyfriend's sweater on. <laughs> like I, his, his high school boyfriend. He went into his English <laughs> class to get, get his sweater from him. Comes out just like. <laughs> I want to know, like, you spent a lot of money on that. To look like a moron. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet that was like a four hundred dollars sweater, if not more. Oh yeah, probably more. It was hand stitched. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> um. I also got a Reggie Bullock. He uh. Did y'all see this with the shoes? So he had some Kobe's on, and he put sniper. He wrote sniper alert on his shoes. He then went zero for two in thirty one minutes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's hot. Dude, shoot or shoot. I mean Jeez. That's he a, set that's, he's, he set himself up for that. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. hot seat issue right there. Karma karma's fun sometimes. Yeah. Um uh my favorite stupidity of the week is our boy Stephen A. Smith. But it's not just people calling him Steve, calling him stupid. Did you see JJ Reddit go after him? I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh-uh. So I, I don't know what the original Stephen A. like quote was, but it, it was along the lines of he, he was saying no one feared LeBron. It, I mean, it was after the the fight this week, um, and he was saying no one feared him. JJ Reddit was like, I. He like goes into all this thing, and then he, eventually he's like. Stephen A's like, I mean, you watch the game, JD. He's like, I played the game. I played the game. I played with LeBron for 15 years. Like, I know what people think about LeBron James. And he's like, you're an idiot, pretty much. And it was awesome. Stephen A had no idea what to say. But I haven't heard the original, like, point by Stephen A. Smith. All I know is it was probably stupid. And I love that J.J. Redick on first date just went right back at him. Like, you're a moron. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, uh, I'm not saying LeBron doesn't deserve maybe more than one game, but because that was a nasty elbow. But do people understand that Isaiah Stewart was suspended for like what happened after the initial elbow? Right. <laughs> like it took an entire court of people to hold him back. Yeah. Well, my thing is like him and LeBron are like nose to nose. Like he had an opportunity, to, like yeah. what he wanted to do, he could have done, but he waited till everybody was holding him back, and then he's like. Something clicked that it just – I don't know if Russell Westbrook said something to him. I, I don't know what happened, but something pissed him off after the fact. Well, LeBron got himself out of the mix a... within the first two seconds. Too. He started backing out. And before you know it, like, he's just fighting random Lakers players. LeBron's kind of like back up against <laughs> yeah. the bench, kind of being like, what's this dude's problem? Like, I don't yeah. know. It was just... who, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a weird. That is a long video of him just like, and I love that the announcer is like warning the Lakers players, hey, he could come out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll, uh, I, I still haven't seen like the entire video. Like the whole, Look everything that transpired. Because it's like cut from like oh, yeah. one point to another. So I don't, no idea, but yeah, I don't know how much time actually like transpired between because you're right, like the video does cut where it just kind of like jumps around. And it's yeah, like, there was a solid two I minutes where we just kept trying to go at him though. I miss the days where it felt like a good NBA fight happened like every weekend. Those are the good old days. Yeah, I want, I want more NBA fights. I want them to be a little more eased on the rules. Make NBA fun again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, my next one is Roman Harper just <clears throat> saying, I'm calling my shot. South Carolina is going to win this game, and they might win by double digits. Oh, God, he did not say that. Roman Harper, they're not going to score double digits. <laughs> um, yeah, not great. I mean, he did play football for a long time. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, my next one is Matthew Judon. Says get okay. mac and cheese off the table on Thanksgiving. Not a fan of mac and cheese. Ice cold take. Yeah, that's what? a terrible take. I think the Patriots should release him just for that yeah. comment. That's what? It's the best side. Who's, ma- who's making his? Who's making his mac and cheese? Yeah, and he's from Louisiana. That's just bad. I- I would literally, like, I tweeted this today. If my mom was like, hey, we're not having mac and cheese anymore, I wouldn't come. I wouldn't go. And I'm not talking to you for a long time. Yeah. I wouldn't go. <clears throat> no doubt about it. No. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He must just have awful mac and cheese because, like, it's, I mean, it's just perfect. It blends with everything. You got, like, a roll and some turkey, and it's just all amazing. All I need. All I need is, uh, is ham, turkey, and mac and cheese. I'm good. Now, yeah, I'll take ten other sides of the mix, but but I'm good. You look like you're about to get yelled at, Landon. <laughs> My wife just told me to hurry up. <laughs> All right, wrap it up. Yep, wrap it up. Um, I don't, I don't. I guess she that, needs my help for something. That, that's all my stupidity, so I'm good. Yeah, that's all I got to. <laughs> well, guys, see you Saturday, Joey. We'll see you Saturday. See you. Yeah. We'll we'll FaceTime you. Yeah, I'll be we'll there. Guys, <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back on Sunday all together. Yep. See you guys. We're bringing the boat in. We out.